My name is Syph Morris, and this is This Week in Car Audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, This Week in Car Audio. Audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We'll be talking about bass, talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you haven't found, check your grounds. This show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. All right, guys, welcome. We're going to try this again. We are now live on Facebook. I actually saw it working this time. Thank you. Uh, today with me, my guest are Mike, also known as Bass Cop. I, I'm really bad about last names, so I forget, but I do know his first name is Mike. <laughs> um, and that would be the top left corner of your screen. Down below, we have Carlos Rodriguez. The only reason I know that is because I had a Carlos Rodriguez friend for about the last 25 years. Easy name for me to remember. So Carlos here, he is a two-time now world champion USAC Extreme class. Let's see that ring, Carlos. So this is the 2019 ring. There you go. Got the USAC and then USAC Extreme Class. That's what that is right there. So um, for you people that aren't familiar, uh, can you please explain to us uh, what the Extreme Class is? So the Extreme Class in USAC is right pretty much uh, so, um, no holds, anything goes uh, class. And um, typically people have like uh, Lexan or plexiglass windshields, uh, pretty much anything that you can do to get the most pressure in the kick. Okay. And then, um, so can you uh, quickly explain to us again um, the difference in modified versus extreme? Absolutely. So, like the modified class, typically you want to have like a stock cabin. You can have Detner, you can have, that's pretty much it. You can have Detner. <laughs> forward of the B pillar and all of your stock panels have to fit back in. Mm -hmm. If there's any wood roofs or if there's any wood floors, um, even if your doors have more than, I believe it's a 50% uh, buildup. Mm -hmm. So like of your mids and highs, um, that will throw you into extreme class. And then the extreme class, um, there aren't many rules. Uh, the only real rules that they have are like, um, you can, you have to have a certain space between your roof and the, and the floor is that uh, 30 inches the same as db drag yeah. okay yeah and then uh from like your center console to the passenger door or to the driver's side door is 13 inches okay and then um nothing of the enclosure can extend forward of the b pillar similar to like db drag uh extreme class mm -hmm. um your windshield can only be a maximum of four inches uh same thing goes for your passenger and driver side uh windows can only extend out for the actual glass portion of it uh four inches okay and then um pretty much anything else goes you can use metal you can use wood uh, you don't have to retain anything factory forward of the b pillar um mm -hmm. and it's pretty much just a class to to see how much pressure you can get in, uh, in the kick on the globe the mind explaining that globe again please yeah so like um 
different from DB drag. Like DB drag is just a sensor taped to the uh, to the windshield. In Correct. USAC, you use a 10-inch globe, and you can place this globe anywhere forward of the B pillar. Typically, the passenger kick is the loudest area. Mm-hmm. And so the sensor sits in the center of this 10-inch globe. I believe it's a 10-inch globe. Could be wrong. <laughs> but uh, it sits in the in the kick, and it raises it off the floor, and then that's pretty much the, the sensor location for that. Okay. Um, so... The difference really in DB drag is, uh, I believe USAC has what they call legal. Is that correct? That's correct. And so legal is in the same position as DB drag, which is 12 yeah. inches over and four inches up, right? Correct. Okay. And so the whole idea is to build up pressure. Uh, you're two-time world champion, 2019, 2020. And yeah. uh, where does that put you in the world for overall uh, in USAC as far as um, recorded scores? So as far as recorded scores go, as far as from what I know, that's mm-hmm. the loudest recorded score in USAC's history. Uh, I believe Philip Scarborough is uh, in second, and then uh, Craig Butler's previous score to when he was competing um, was uh, number three with a, like, I believe it was like a 182.3. Okay. And so uh, that's the loudest recorded score in, in USAC history. Well, now that we've talked about your score, let's see that score. So we're going to put this up real quick. And competitors stand by. Ready, set, go. So it bumps right up to 150.2, 152.3. Is that your turn on burp or something? 20 seconds. No, so uh, this whole Yusaki's finals was very unprepared. So uh, I didn't know where the back was going to peak. There were new subs, new amps, Woo. new everything, really. 183.2. So all new equipment, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, and so you didn't even get a chance to test, right? Correct. Yeah, we were testing in the lanes. <laughs> that's old school right there. A little bit of hugging, your little wash me sign on the back. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a rough, uh, a rough trip going there. <laughs> first time trailering in snow, first time driving in snow. Well, you are from Vegas. There's not a whole bunch of snow happening right there in downtown Las Vegas. <laughs> right. Yeah, it usually stays pretty dry around there. We don't even get rain. <laughs> yep. So um, before we continue on, I'm going to introduce uh, Mike. Is it Burba or Barba? Burba. Burba. That's what it was. I, I'm, not, I'm getting better. I'm getting closer. Mike Burba, also known as Base Cop on um, – on social media i don't you have a hashtag apparently right yep so it's hashtag based cop and also base cop on youtube uh tell us about what you do a little bit mike um i'm more of a demo vehicle for audio pipe mm-hmm. um, basically just go around the shows and demo and show off products and answer questions okay um you know we we do enjoy the demo vehicle uh, we always suggest them to try and get in the lane, see how loud they are. And DB Drag actually has a demo class, which is Cyclone. 
Uh, are you familiar with that class at all? I am. I we were going to thought about doing it at Slamology last year, and then okay. it, it just didn't work out. The booth was too busy, and it's just. Well, uh, let's click over here real quick, and let's see what it looks like when you uh, are demonstrating your pod product to uh, JP. Let's JP. See. Yeah, little Mr. JP. Yeah, you can see your voltage is dropping down to just under 13. Correct. 12.6, 12.7. Yeah, almost, I, I was at an idle at that point. Yeah, he, you almost choked him out on his uh, <laughs> on his uh, little on his uh, poncho there. Yeah, that was a little rainy. That no, that that's awesome. Uh, I'm glad uh, you guys can do that. Uh, tell us about your system. Um, I'm running uh, four of the APNK uh, 4,000 watt uh, Class D amplifiers on eight of the uh, BD4 subs, 12s. Uh, so you There's got nothing eight. Nothing green Carlos there, but I mean it. it <laughs> It makes a little bit of noise. So, have you done? Uh, have you put it on the meter at all? Not the current setup, other than playing around uh, with a buddy one night um, on a uh, SPL lab meter uh, with two blown subs. I was burping 54. I mean, you know, that, that's no yeah. test. We just take frequencies and burping it and see what it do. You know, batteries weren't really charged, so. Okay. Uh, Car plan. Carlos, what what is your system consist of? So um, at the time of finals, it was FIs, the 4.11s, their new Neos that they have. Uh, we thought it would be fun to try it. Normally, it's um, the team version twos. And uh, so those are currently on 1240.1s from uh, Incriminator Audio. Okay. Uh, we got um, four C CES alternators. They're at 320s. Yeah. And we're going to have Nick on later today in about 20, 25 minutes. Nick's going to jump in here from Incriminator Audio also to talk about his Triple Fest event coming up uh, this coming weekend. Okay. So, no, so you're running Incriminator amps and FI subs. Yep. Um, FI run by uh, Scott. Scott's a really awesome dude. I've known Scott, I believe, since 99 or 2000. Um, uh did a little design stuff, me, him and I. Um, uh, he was my original guy I talked to about doing my Sonic FX subwoofers. And, you know, kind of when he left uh, RE Audio and started FI, we separated our ways also. Uh, but really awesome dude. Every I go to Vegas uh, for CES every year, and I go and meet up with Scott every single year. And, you know, we still – good people. You know, we talk back and forth. It's um, definitely mutual respect, you know. Uh, so I, I totally appreciate that. Um, so I want to go back to Mike real quick, Mr. Bass Cop. So the reason your name is Bass Cop is because you are actually a police officer. Uh, what what law am. enforcement are you involved with? 
I am a uh, deputy sheriff. I'm actually a lieutenant for uh, our local sheriff's office. Okay. So when Here I get in Ohio. in Ohio, so when I get pulled over and I ask for your supervisor, they're going to send for you? Probably. Depends on what shift you, you get pulled over on. <laughs> Uh, I just I see videos about that all the time on uh, on uh, YouTube. You know, get your supervisor out here right now. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah. So so I did the uh, big deal about this. Why I wanted you to come on is um, I watched your video about um, how can I say it? Uh, your video was I pull people over and the biggest question you get is do you give out base tickets? being a base head and demo guy, do you go around giving noise violation tickets to ba other base heads? Um, no, I don't. So can you, you elaborate that a little bit, a little bit about that on your, like I saw on your blog? Well, actually, uh, as a deputy sheriff in Ohio, we can only enforce uh, Ohio laws or the Ohio revised code. And uh, under the state of Ohio, there is no sound uh, code. There is no sound law. Um, that's where you get into smaller jurisdictions, cities, uh, villages. They have their own ordinances against it, and I can't enforce an ordinance. Right. So, so you can only enforce whatever state. your 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 state codes, right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, do so. Do you drive around and show off to your other cop buddies? Oh, they they all they're all aware of what I have and what I do. And, uh, you know, they're all, they're all cool with it. They're all supportive. They all, they all mm -hmm. love it. Yeah. I, so we just had a show shut down, I think three weeks ago in Reno. And I will say the cops, they were absolutely awesome except for, I don't know if it was a captain or a Lieutenant that came in. It was the superior guy. And, uh, he came over and he wasn't as nice but I'm sure he had his uh, balls in the ringer, as they say, when he shows up to our event versus yeah. the local beat cops. And uh, those guys were hella cool. You know, I talked to him, said, hey, this is uh, what we got going on. Um, you know, you know, wh what can we do to get the keep this going without shutting us down? And um, it took him 45 minutes to go find uh, what I was violating and uh, somebody in code enforcement had to be called and then they had to dig through a book and come to find out I needed an amplified noise permit in the city of Reno um, but when I called the city hall to get that permit uh, they didn't know what I was talking about <laughs> so it's one of those that's in the books and no one knows about it yeah so I called up, said, hey, there's no noise permits. This is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Am I good? And they go, absolutely, you're good. I go to my show. The cops show up. I'm like, hey, you guys told me I'm good. And I do realize when I call for a permit, it's not calling the police department. It's a city official, a separate city official. Um, but, no, uh, we've had so many videos and whatnot of people um, – uh, uh, at Autorama. Autorama is one of our biggest shows here. Uh, it was up until three years ago. Um, we had 160 entries. It was bigger than um, Slimology. 
uh, with the caveat that we were only one organization there. So we were DB drag only doing 160 plus entries. So that's a pretty good size show. And, and we run that whole thing in one day. So we run it day one and then day two. And each day is a separate event. So um, even, and those cops were totally awesome. There's so many videos of them coming over and sitting in the cars at Autorama and, um, and doing, and just getting demos. Uh, Rusty's got some from uh, uh, DC Audio. So, I mean, he's got a few. Um, there's some guys from the northeast or Northwest, sorry, that have gotten it. Uh, I got guys that come down from Canada to compete at these shows uh, at Autorama. So hopefully I'll get this thing back after the COVID. Uh, we're going to see and, you know, hopefully that, that's a, like I said, it's a really good show. And a lot of people have a great time doing it. Um, so, Mike, since I'm still on you, uh, what got you into car audio? Um, I've been into car audio since I was a teenager in the mid nineties. Okay. Um, just got into it. Uh, you know, some, some of the older kids when I was younger, you know, running around town, I'm like, Hey, that's cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. And then I got more and more into it and, um, met some other friends that were into it. And then I ran across a guy named Steve Floyd, um, who unfortunately passed away about a year ago. Um, super incredible guy. Uh, very 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 knowledgeable i mean the guy i i just i can't even put the amount of car audio uh knowledge in my pinky that he had um he helped me through a lot and he helped me through to where i'm at now and unfortunately um he passed away and it was a big blow especially to this part of the country because there was a lot of people that knew and respected him mm -hmm. um but i give a lot of credit to him um eric parsley um just they're just great guys. Okay. Yeah, no, um, yeah, we, we understand that um, up here on the West Coast. Uh, not that the gentleman last show, uh, we had uh, Mike McClellan, uh, DB, uh, we called him Old Man Mike, Pops, or Crossfire Mike. Um, he passed away, uh, you know, not too long ago. And uh, so we did a little thing to him. Uh, he's a big influence here on the West Coast. Uh, for those people that didn't listen to last week's show, this guy was so dedicated to the events. He was a veteran. He li literally lived in his van, slept in a p his port in his wall, and would drive to shows and use his money to enter stereo competitions. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, those kind of people are definitely missed. Uh, so, um, but yeah, Nick says he's about ready to come on in, excuse me. <clears throat> and, um, but yeah, those kind of people are absolutely missed. Those are special people involved in the car audio industry. Uh, do you, does your wife, do you have wife, kids, any of that stuff? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So, so what influence do they have in on you in this, uh, sport? Um, they absolutely love it i mean you know my wife she she tolerates it so to say <laughs> uh no after i started you know gaining not that i'm anybody special but you know started gaining some followers here and there and, and you know doing the youtube thing and, you know she backs me 100 percent, and you know um you know getting picked up by audio pipe and kind of being there you know spokesperson that sort of stuff she really got into it and kids love it they love going to the big shows i always take one of them 
out the slamology with me and you know they have a good time good uh yeah it's a a big deal here where we try to get in uh there's trisha coming in i don't think that's trisha how's it going nick <laughs> hey man what's going on uh, so you know this guy there to your left uh which carlos carlos rodriguez hey man what's happening yes sir how's it going <laughs> doing good so actually uh this is actually a good time for you to come in nick um we've talked about you before on this show uh just because i've known you for so long right good or um, bad. what <laughs> what about carlos carlos how about you and your uh your wife and family uh what do they do for you in the in this uh, car audio stuff so my wife girlfriend soon to be wife um she's like my right hand man like if uh -huh. she doesn't go to a show i don't go to a show like okay. i'm not loading the van on the trailer by myself it's so either she goes or we don't go and uh she's really supportive uh she loves what we're doing with it now i think she wants to demo a little bit more with it but it's getting <laughs> to the point to where it's getting a little too ridiculous um but overall she's been with uh, with the whole car audio scene, just right along with me. Cool. No, that's that's awesome. But hey, guess what? If you blow your amps, I know a guy. So you know a guy that that can fix them. <laughs> I, I, I know a guy. <laughs> hey, Nick. So um, uh, a couple of shows ago, we were actually talking about how influential our wives are in our in our success. Um, you were mildly we'll say successful prior to your wife coming along but uh tell us about how she's such a well, you know what part she plays in the incriminator audio and um keeping you grounded within the uh what you do uh well um it's it's pretty interesting uh she plays a pretty huge role in what we do um a lot of people ask me like how do you deal with it to be honest with you uh she's uh I get up in the morning, she's there. I come to work, she's at work. I go home, she's a, so it's like we're together 24 seven. Um, yeah. We had to go see, a, a, I don't know what the right word is, we had to go see like the, the preacher and have premarital pre counseling and all that type of thing or whatever back mm -hmm. eight or nine years ago or whatever it was. And he specifically asked me, he said, do you think you fight more or less than the average couple? And I said, well, we, I'm confident we fight more than the average couple. And he said, he looked, he looked all concerned and he looked at me like, oh no, this is down the wrong road. And I said, the average couple, if they fight X amount of time and they're together six hours a day, a little bit in the morning, a little bit the night before they go to bed, I was like, we probably fight twice as much as the average couple, but we're together 10 times as much. So yeah. I think we're kind of ahead on the slide on that. But anyway, to answer your question, so she's here she answers the phone she takes orders she processes everything uh, she's the first person i mean she does everything here i pretty much run the back of the office the production the manufacturing the shipping all that type of stuff and pretty much anything front of house paying bills cutting checks invoices any of that type of stuff she does so she plays a huge part in in what we do here uh because you know she's someone that gets it and, and just not another employee so uh, lots of times it takes someone um, that can look past themselves to understand what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. Yep. No, that, that absolutely awesome. Uh, um, I tell everybody, you know, my wife keeps me grounded. 
um, because money has uh, very little value to me to say the least right so uh, we're looking at this going man uh, what's another four subwoofers what's another six amps <laughs> you know <laughs> and my wife's like uh, no we're gonna pay bills this month you know silly stuff like that I I'm beyond that now because I'm, I'm a judge but uh, you know I still do um, I, I do competitive bowling and uh, you know I got my little play toy car out there and whatnot and you know she still keeps me grounded uh, we um, without without our wives or our significant others um, this sport is nowhere near as fun in my opinion and you know um, I find the people that uh, tend to be in this longer and longer have very very similar um, similar you know thoughts on the deal uh, it's I really really do look uh, let's see here um, it, it really uh, does uh, seem that people that are in this sport for a longer amount of time are family oriented and then bring their families in they come to the shows I mean I don't know how long we away Nick from your uh, daughter having a power wheels going out here running around uh, my little boy is already got something oh it's your son on. sorry yeah son yeah so yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not and I'll go ahead and tell you this okay. but a couple years ago mm -hmm. uh I had a conversation with Wayne at CES and oh. I said, Hey, uh, you know, my, I think my kid was like one or something. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at him at CES and I said, Hey, just so you know, we need a power wheels class or something for the kids. I was like, you know, I got a little one in a couple years or whatever. I was like, you know, a lot of the guys that are in this sport, you know, a lot of them come and went and if we're going to keep this thing going, we got to get some new blood. And it wasn't like three or four months later, I get the new rule book or the new stuff, and now there's a motorcycle class, and <laughs> we got the the power wheel stuff in there. So not it wasn't quite what I was thinking I want it should be, but it, it was good enough as a as a good start for sure. No, that that's awesome. I I I think that's cool. Uh, so are you building a power wheels? We are actually have a design to build like a like a power wheel style car in terms of size and scaling, but it's actually designed to be more like an extreme car. Okay, mm -hmm. so no, no access to the inside, like for somebody to drive it or anything like that. Not really, no, it's basically just like a, I don't know, one six scale extreme car kind of thing. Carlos knows about them extreme cars. Yeah. I've been thinking about doing an extreme uh, power wheels for my son. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Yeah. How about you, uh, Mike? Well, I got one that's going to be driving here next year, and he's already talking about putting something in his car and was talking about a wall. I'm like, no, you're not getting a wall when you first get your license. <laughs> we'll put a little something in it, but no wall right off the bat. Tell me you should be running Incriminator. <laughs> That'll make your audio pipe guys real happy if uh, your son throws Incriminator in his car. <laughs> <laughs> or we just everybody just switches to DC audio now <laughs> Rusty's a good friend of mine I've known him for a long time um, hey Nick why don't you real quick tell us about um, Triple Fest that's coming up this weekend yeah this Saturday uh, 9 a.m. the show kicks off Triple Fest 
this was supposed to have been our fourth annual event. This is going to be our third annual. We got we got canned last year because of all the COVID excitement. But uh, it looks like uh, every year we've been building some good steam. So it looks like we're. I mean, last uh, 2019 we had uh, just either just over or just under 100 competitors. Um, so uh, I think we'll probably have more than that. I think we're probably uh, probably close to halfway there for registration, and we used to get a ton at the gate. So we'll probably have at least 120-ish or so. Um, and um, you know, DB Drag Triple, Mecca Draca, um, uh, Mecca Triple, and uh, Iaska. So pretty much, if you're a, if you're a true competitor and you want to come do it, come out, pay a flat fee. It's 85 bucks pre-registration or 100 bucks at the gate. And you can run everything that you want to your heart's content in all three organizations. Okay. Um, I, I just had a 1X event this weekend, did 50 cars. You need to have the Triple Fest over here. <laughs> I'll show you well, what a, what a, the, a, a car count is. The thing about is. it is, is where we're located at, we have tons of events. So yes. it's not um, – even triple, even triple point events – you know, back back 20 years ago, a triple was a big deal. You had to go to it to get a certified. You know, yep. now there's like, there's probably two triples a month within, I don't know, two two hour drive in any direction. So um, it's good in some aspects, but you know, it, it, it you can't really have the really big crazy show because people are like, oh, I'll just go to the next one. Yeah, so so I am, as you know, the the DB drag judge for the West Coast, and um, because of that, I do keep a pretty, I wouldn't say a tight rein on it, but I do limit the amount of multi points out here for that exact reason. When we have a three X, I want it to mean it's a three X, and we get people that drive from Vegas, we get people that drive from LA, you know, uh, Reno, uh, Washington, Idaho. Utah for a 3x and, and it's it's supposed to mean something right because a 1x event is a local event a 2x event in DB drag speaking a 2x is a regional event and a 3x is supposed to be a national type event right so I do truly hold those in a special place when I run my events so I do understand that and but it's it is awesome um, so what do you, do you guys give away food or any of that or is there food vendors or what's going on at your show yeah, we have food vendors. Um, so basically, you come out, and uh, we got everything there, kind of on location. Um, you know, there's not a lot of extra freebies or anything like that. the 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 show, um, the show costs a good a good oh, yeah. five figures to put on. Uh, so typically speaking, we we've pretty much lost money every year we've had the had the event. So it's kind of a a, a tax write off kind of thing. So. Uh, you know, it's not, I don't know anywhere you can go and spend less than a hundred bucks and you could literally run every format and everything there is to offer uh, yeah. and get tons of points. So basically, you know, I, you know, I'm a competitor guy. So mm -hmm. like this show is basically intended for, for competitors and, um, you know, we'll have people coming from as far away as Ohio and places like that, that are going to be down here. So it's a, it's a pretty good time. And, you know, one of the big complaints about these big shows is they typically run two days makes a big mess so the idea behind this is the show starts nine o'clock on saturday people typically take off work on friday drive down and then they can go home on sunday so you really only have to miss one day of work uh at most and you can come down and load up on a gazillion points and be on your way okay um special guests this year i hear uh 
Well, pretty much all my friends and uh, folks are coming. I don't know who who, who you. Uh, I mean, uh, okay, Jonathan Price. I'm Jonathan just... Price is coming. Wayne and Salise are coming. There you go. Uh, I mean, pretty much everybody. Uh, I got all the excess power guys coming. I mean. Uh, all the sundown guys are coming, so pretty much everybody's coming. It seems like. Yep. So, so sundown, I'm betting uh, Christopher and Nathan Munson will probably be there too. Um, I, I don't know if the Apex guys are coming or not. I know uh, Jacob, Derek, Brandon, uh, Brian. Some of those guys are coming. I I bet Christopher makes it there. Christopher, well, don't maybe so. Much. Maybe so. He's kind of he's kind of in that clique now, so maybe so. Yes, sir. So anyway, so for those people uh, checking this out, um, you can check out Triple Fest. Where can they get information about the event? Uh, they can go to our website. We have it under the About section on our okay. website, uh, Triple Fest, the button you click, or you can go to our Facebook page, and we have the link on our Facebook page. Uh, it's posted. Uh, you click on that, all the details are there as well, too. All right, Nick, uh, you're with Incriminator Audio. Um, any other plugs you want to put in? Before I bounce you, Trisha? Uh, no, I think everybody knows the plan, so hope to see everyone this weekend. All right. Hey, thanks for coming in and talking about your event. Um, I'm going to follow up with you after the event and so I could talk about it next week and just kind of the information that happened on uh, during your show. All right, man. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for coming right. in, and thanks for being here. All right. See you. Bye. Tried kicking them out, and this is the first time I tried kicking somebody out, and it didn't work. Kick yourself out. Oh, remove. There we go. Oops. There we are. We're back. Okay. Um, so, Carlos, sorry about that. I just wanted to bring Nick in. Nick's a really good guy. I think he does a great job uh, with the Incriminator Audio. He, uh, His customer service is really good with people. Um, I'm sure you're aware of that, but running his products. Um, but what got you into car audio, Mr. Carlos? Um, so let's just make sure I was unmuted. Um, <laughs> I want to say I was like 12 years old and mm -hmm. my dad let me build a box for one of his little trucks. Okay. And that's where he messed up because ever since then, uh, we just kept pushing the envelope. Like, I think it was a, um, it was a Toyota Tacoma, okay. real old school. I think it was a 1988 uh square body and he let me it was a 212 setup that he let me extended cab for. or standard no cab? no standard cab okay and uh that what started it really and ever since then like it just slowly progressed into this uh lovely uh addiction that i have i guess you would say <laughs> um so, so so is he still part of it today or yeah so like every year he flies out or he drives out to finals for yusaki and then he gives me a hand there helps me tape up the cabin anything that we need if anything last minute uh he's always super supportive if there's any like uh i guess questions uh i always refer back to him and run it by him even if he's not real fluent and like karate mm -hmm. um he always has the right answers i guess you would say uh so he's he was pretty much the main influence of why I am here today, uh, as far as car audio is concerned. He got me started, and and now that's where all the money goes. <laughs> that's where all the money goes. Yep, yep. No, uh, that that's great that your dad could be part of, of uh, you know, 
of what you do. That's awesome. My dad, um, I'm a judge, and when I do my shows in Reno, um, yeah. he still comes down to almost all my shows. Uh, it, it's it's cool to have your family come in and help. My yeah. kids, uh, I know you guys don't know me. My kids helped me run shows uh, from the time they were 10 years old. Now my oldest is 26. So she doesn't help me do shows except for when I'm in Reno. It's an opportunity for me to pay her a little money, you know, um, yeah. and I probably pay her way more than I should. But she does an awesome job. And uh, all these people, you know, the, the guys that have been around actually know my kids because um, I actually have a picture on one of these times I'm going to bring it up on here. But I have a picture of my son when he was about four years old. And uh, like I said, they call me the auctioneer. And so my son grabbed the mic at Autorama one year and grabbed it and started doing blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he's like three years old. And uh, so I got a great picture of that, of him doing that um, yeah. back at Autorama. So you know, uh, like family is a big deal. And, and another thing that I found too is not just your family, but the people that you surround yourself within the community become like family for you guys also, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, how many people do you hang out with in Car Audio still, Carlos? That, I mean, outside of at the competition? Outside, uh, like five, six people. Yeah. Maybe and, a little bit more. And, and on relatively like a daily basis, right? I mean, it's in, yeah. you know, a few times a week. Um, what about you, Mike? How about you? Do you, I mean, what kind of, how many people you guys hang out with outside of the car audio thing when you're on your free trip? It's not, we only have a few friends that, you know, we consistently talk to or hang out with. I mean, most of my car audio friends are in another state. Yep. Um, some I talk to almost daily, some I talk to every couple of weeks and, you know, um, all the big wigs with audio pipe they're of course down down in miami florida so okay. um you know it could be days or weeks before i talk to them sometimes mm -hmm. but you know we still talk and the conversation picks right up where we left off no that, that's to me that is one of the most awesome things ever um i'm going to show you guys a quick video if you guys got the second device uh go ahead and watch that here for a second i am going to pull up me doing um, me doing top dog let's see if I can pull this thing up real quick so what you guys are about to see here is Dave Bradshaw's event this weekend uh, it was team send it Dave birthday bash so uh, one of our big teams around here I think he's got like nine or ten members for his team all local guys to Sacramento and uh, so he held an event this weekend and I decided we were talking about he was on the show uh, pre last week and we were talking about how I help people out and I could literally jump in any car and do a good base race number. So without further ado, let's see what that looked like. And it doesn't look like it's going to play. Oh, that was a horrible thing. And it won't play for me. Dang it. 
I guess I turned that one off. Anyway, so what I did is if you guys want to see it, you can go on my Sonic FX page. I'll also post it on uh, YouTube. Go, oh, the there we go. It seems to be working now. Nope. So, so what happened is uh, we started the Top Dog event, and we got about, I don't know, three or four cars into it. And I called Mike, uh, or I called um, Dave out. I got right in the camera and says, watch this. Later on the today, I'm going to pick whatever car's in the lane when Dave's in there, and I'm going to beat him. And so he, he's actually won probably right now of my current competitors. He is probably, if not the most successful top dog guy we have right now. And so... Uh, I get in this other guy's car, uh, Josh Tatu uh, from Reno, and he's sitting there, and he's um, at the event, and he jumps in it. I, I say, hey, dude, you mind if I borrow your car? He says, no problem. I get in this car. I do 129.9 three times in a row, and then I go, all right, this time I'm going to call it. So I'm going, 129.9, 129.6, 4, and I'm calling back and forth, and it's difficult to call it and run the base knob at the same time. So I busted out the, the uh, so we tied three times and the fourth time I busted out. So I was just telling people, even you, Mike, you can be a top dog guy or a base race guy. It is that easy. Well, I, I get props to those guys because I tried it once. Um, at a local show in Dayton, Ohio called Slammer for Soldiers. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't as easy as I thought it was. I thought it was just, I'll just twist it a little bit. We'll get it there. No, I, I, I ended up busting. So, <laughs> uh, how, how about you, Carlos? Have you tried uh, street beat or base race or top dog, any of those formats? Well, USAC, it doesn't really have a extreme street beat anymore. Oh, okay. It'd be pretty cool. Cause I think I can do a pretty good number that I've done in the garage. Um, <laughs> Last year, CES, uh, I did try base race, but the van wasn't loud enough at the time to do 159.9 class. You could do 149.9s. It can do 159.9s now. Oh. Um, but neither here nor there. I've tried it like once or twice. Uh, I used to have a previous build that we drove out to California, and we, we played in DB Drag. Uh, okay. Blew a sub like halfway through the run, but... <laughs> Other than that, maybe like a three, four times that I played in DB Drag. Um, but other than that, we haven't really taken it to that point yet. Okay. I think we can do 169.9 class. That would be interesting. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Mike, uh, let's. Uh, how about you? So I got a question for both you guys. When you are building something, uh, Mike, you build your own too, correct? Or you assist right. in the build? Um, when you build your own, are there any tips or tricks? Like for you, it would be how to make the car windier, right? Cause that's what you're going for with your, with your vehicle. So you got any tips Sometimes, or tricks yeah. for that? Take your time. Don't rush it. Take your time. Okay. If it takes you three months and you wanted to do it in two weeks, it takes you three months. You know, that, that's the biggest tip I start off with is, is take your time. Okay. How about you, Carlos? Any tips? Um, I think the biggest tip that I would have is, uh, like, it, say you have a goal. It doesn't matter what you do. Are you demoing or you're going to compete? 
uh, as long as you're like focused on the goal. For me, I was all over the place when the van started. Like when I first started building it, I tried doing it the budget way, the steel cage, not as thick of material when in the long run, it would have been cheaper to do it that way. Mm -hmm. But I guess the biggest tip that I would have is, um, I guess if you have a goal, just shoot for it. Just like uh, Mr. Base Cop said, like as long as it takes to, to get to that point, like it'll always be worth it in the end. And if you do like shortcuts, you're going to go back and you're going to spend twice as much to fix them like you should have did the first time. Yeah, I mean, I can't count how much money I've spent on fixing. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I'm only going to run one out wire or, you know, uh, and, and so this is the biggest one I see, too, with that is um, guys come in the lanes and they're running 12 gauge wire to their speakers, you know. Zero reason to run 12 gauge wire. Uh, if you can't step up to eight gauge or what is appropriate, wait a little bit, save some money, and you will absolutely notice the difference in eight gauge wire versus 12 gauge wire on how loud your system is. Uh, yeah, line. yeah. Yep. Just recently I upgraded from eight to four gauge. Uh huh. And it, uh, Scott Van, Van Riper, uh -huh. he, uh, He's the one who suggested it. He's like, trust me, it's worth it. Sure enough, five spools of wire later <laughs> and the amperage dropped down on the burp score. The score went up. Uh, I don't know how much exactly went up, but uh, cause I don't have like solid temperature, humidity versus temperature and humidity of eight versus four, mm -hmm. but well worth it. So what else have you recently bought to help with your uh you know, fine tuning your vehicle. Well, um, the most recent one was the incriminator audio amps that uh, my buddy Jeremiah Becker yep. and uh, Thomas Lingard, because uh, I used to have like, a, what was it, six, seven Ks? Uh huh. And they just would not work in the van. And I spent time and time fixing them and fixing them. And finally, one day, uh, Jeremiah approached me with an offer that I couldn't refuse for the incriminator amps. And then, uh, so that has to be like the latest of what we've done to the van to get it consistently, everything working the way it should. Um, but yeah, that was the latest upgrade for that. And you also, uh, you also bought a term lab. Yeah. And yeah. So, so recently, uh, we went from the standard original term lab, not the one with the, with the AC adapter, just the meter and, the. So that was the USB system. Yeah. 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 So we went from the USB to the Termlab Magnum. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that'll help in the long run, being able to write down like uh, spreadsheets, power, amperage, wattage, resistance. And with every change that I do, now I have to record all that data, but it makes it life so much easier versus reading a uh, a voltmeter and an amp meter, and then you go to read the AMM one, which is a great tool for when you're in the field. Yes. But when it comes to testing, like you only have so many hands, yes. and everything's on the term lab screen now, which I pushed it off as much as I could. But I think it finally came to that point to where I had to spend the money, and uh, and so far I think it's it's worth it. Yep. Uh, so one thing we're going to discuss next week on next week's show 
we are going to have um, Ray Choi and uh, Don Hebig on here, DB Don. And what we're going to talk about is the evolution of the um, car audio industry uh, as it pertains to competition. So the speakers and mics and all that stuff that we started with to what it's become now. So what you're talking about was a analog signal um, was the USB. So it produced an analog signal to the computer. Like I said, I'm kind of a geek. So this kind of stuff really interests me. And um, now uh, it produces a digital signal to the to the uh, to the computer. And those changes have changed slightly. Now the SPL reads very similar still, but there is all the extra data that you're getting with the new term lab uh, Magnum versus what you would get previously on just the um, the uh, USB version, right? So that's cool. Um, so, do you, Carlos, do you have any uh, mistakes to stay away from? Like uh, big mistakes you made that cost you money or cost you a championship or cost you an event? Um, what what did you have? Uh, you know, do you have anything that you can share with our competitors that might be new to this sport? Definitely. So if you have a two-channel O-scope, mm -hmm. you only hook it up to the master amp if you have strapped amps. Oh. I've blown six amps that way, and I didn't realize what I was doing. And so that repair bill was definitely, uh, it hurt. During <laughs> time when testing could have been done and all that stuff right before a show, and of course sparks start flying smoke starts pouring out of the amps and you don't understand why but i learned that because there's really from what i've seen there was no information on on oscopes no yeah they don't tell you hook the positive to the master the negative to the slave and that's incorrect don't do that <laughs> yeah but i've blown about six amps doing it that way and i didn't realize it until the sixth one that i that i found out that you're not supposed to do it that way <laughs> Uh, I will say that's the very first time uh, that we've ever had that as one of the suggestions of, uh, you know, watch out, don't do this. And that's a great one. Um, never even thought about it. Uh, I just do it automatically. So it, it's, you know, like I said, so my mind works whatever way it works. So you don't know what somebody else doesn't know until, you know, they, they prove that they don't know it. Um, Mike, Mr. Base Cop, any uh, things that you uh, know of that uh, cost you money or that you can help maybe steer um, a newcomer away from doing? Um, listen to the guys when they talk about uh, the music that you choose uh, or the, the track that you choose and clipping and all that in it because it is real. Make sure your gains are set correctly, whether with an O-scope or whether you're doing it with an SMD. Match those gains correctly because clipping will kill it right now. Especially when you're demoing. Um, yeah. Yes. They do not like to clip. And we'll, 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 we'll smoke them too. You know, these guys <laughs> drop down in the in the elevens and tens and oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, and then they wonder why they blew an amp. <laughs> Gee, I don't know. Yeah, no, there there are not a whole bunch of amps that like eleven volts, and I don't know a single amp that likes ten volts. So, yeah, I've seen it many times, and 
you try to say, hey, you know, you might want to charge your batteries or, you know, figure something out. You know, I try to help everybody I can, but there's just some people that, you know, they got, I guess they'll have to learn by experience just like we all did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there is nothing better than experience, right? Um, you can tell someone until you're blue in the face, but uh, until you get that experience, you'll never, never know. Um, I'm going to try one more time to pull up this while I'm pulling up this feed. If you guys have any questions for my two guests, uh, type them in the chat and we will go back and look at them real quick. But I am going to try one more time. See if I can't pull this thing up. And it does not want to play. See, I told you I need fast internet. This thing is bummer it does not want to play so anyway uh like i said it was a good time uh dave and i joshing back and forth um we have other shows coming up uh then uh we don't have a, a, any other shows set up currently but i did um halfway confirm we have four shows in fresno friday nights uh, oh, uh, just I, I want to bring this real quick. Uh, Tiffany, she's from Barbados, and uh, she lets Mike know. Says I know some people who think the clip light is decorative. They usually learn the hard way that that's not very decorative. <laughs> that's a fact, <laughs> or that their base knob uh, or their gain is a volume knob, right? Their base knob yeah. is a volume knob. It is not volume. Just in case you guys don't know. Um, so, uh, but, so I got four shows confirmed in Fresno. Uh, that, they're going to be Friday nights, one a month. Then in uh, Reno, I just got a call from Baldini's and also from Tyler Bailey. We are going to have at least four shows in Reno, probably closer to six or seven. And one of the shows in Reno, we're going to have Wayne Harris and Celise Harris come out as a special guest during that event. We'll make it a 3X event. We'll have a great time. I don't know if it'll be at Baldini's or if we'll do it at Tyler Bailey's shop. He's got a brand new shop opening up. That's Low Hertz Car Audio. Uh, you know, so all these things are really cool. We're, we're breaking off. Um, Nyman, the Saturday night shows uh, for Nyman are coming up really soon. We're getting those all going. Uh, I can't wait to get those going. Those are always great shows. Dave Bradshaw and Team Send It, they're trying to put together a group of shows in Sacramento also. We will probably make those Saturday nights. I just want to say that it's Brian Nyman who introduced us to these night shows, and holy crap, everybody loves them. Just like you in Vegas there, you know, it's 112, 115 in Sacramento during the summer. So yeah. night shows and everybody gets to do the low glow, right? So you got everybody's cars glowing. Even the regular right. DB draggers do that out here. So um, I'm sure they do that in Vegas too. I've seen quite a few cars. Um, anyway, so we are running up on an hour. I'm not really seeing any questions for you guys over here. I do want to thank you guys for being uh, part of the show today. So thank you, uh, Mike Verba and Carlos Rodriguez. Uh, you can check them out. Uh, Mike, would you uh, let us know how people can get uh, see your stuff? 
Um, you can Google hashtag Bates Cop, and it pulls up a bunch of stuff. Um, you can uh, YouTube uh, Bates Cop, uh, and you can look up uh, Audio Pipe Blazer um, on Facebook. Okay, and obviously you want to thank Audio Pipe for what they've done for you, and I mean a great company for you, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, a lot of people hate them, but um, <laughs> it's it's one of the best companies that I've ever had dealings with. Um, love all the guys, uh, J Rod. You know they they're they're the greatest. That's great to hear, how, uh, Carlos. Um, uh, how do people see or get to interact with you possibly? Um, so pretty much I just mainly stick to, to Facebook, but they can find me at Carlos Rodriguez. Um, and yeah, that's, I don't really do YouTube videos or nothing <laughs> but, else really, but they can come and check you out at a show in Vegas, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we'll make it out to California Reno one of these days. Um, we do have a, the SEMA showdown coming up. Uh, well, it's in November and we're going to have DB drag there and Yusaki, Mecca, and uh, that's gonna be a good time. We should have a ton of ton of vehicles out here, show cars and base vehicles. I believe it's a two-day event too. Okay, and that's in November? That's in November. Are you gonna judge that show or is somebody else gonna judge it? I have not even heard about that show yet. So okay. I'm guessing that would be chemo, probably will come down okay. for that. Um, yeah. And uh, I'll, I may be in Vegas myself that weekend, but uh, I'll be there to take people's money at the bowling alley. So, there you go. Uh, just because that's how I roll. Uh, <laughs> um, but like I said, so uh, stay tuned. I really want to tell uh, everybody, I can't stress this enough. I am more than excited for next week's show. We're going to have Ray Choi. We're going to have Don Hebig. We're going to talk about all the evolution of car audio and the car audio stuff for competition. We're going to talk about the mics, how they started out, and how they used to judge cars and to where it's evolved to today. Um, to me, that is super interesting information. I hope you guys like to uh, get that information also. Remember, you can uh, download this on iTunes and iHeartRadio. Also, you, I post this on YouTube. If you can, please like and share this video to as many groups as you can. We're trying to grow this scene as much as we can. We're planning on reaching out. Obviously, I'm reaching out to Ohio. I'm reaching out to Las Vegas. We are uh, reached out to Alabama today. Um, we got Canada next week. Or we had a Canada last week. We'll have Canada again just because I'm a big fan of Canadians. They're really great people. Um, eventually here we'll have uh, people from Barbados. We may even have a live show from Barbados one of these days when this COVID stuff's over. Uh, but once again, I'd like to thank uh, Mike Burba, Bass Cop, for joining me. And Carlos Rodriguez, USACI loudest vehicle in the world. Uh, two years running and currently the loudest metered score ever. So uh, guys, once again, thank you very much. And we are out of here.